Good morning, everybody. Uneducated Economist here. Got an article I want to share with you guys coming out of China talking about some of the manufacturing issues that are taking place over there. And I thought it was pretty interesting. It has a lot to do, I feel, with like the bullwhip effect where manufacturers, distributors, retailers don't quite see the demand properly. Like they see kind of distortions inside of the markets and feel that there may be a overwhelming demand or an under demand for a particular product, but they're not quite recognizing why it is that these products are moving in the fashion that they are. Now, I related it down to plumbing fittings and how these plumbing fittings had come up in short supply. And a customer comes in who needs this particular fitting so that they can complete their job, realizes that they're out of stock, can't find them anywhere. The moment that they come in, he buys up all of them. Why? Because he doesn't ever want to come up short again. If he was needed this one part to finish the job to get paid, and that's all he needed and he can't find it, next time they come into stock, he's going to have a supply of them. So this happens quite a bit. Now, if you can imagine, like, if more than one customer does this, the store is seeing a higher demand for these fittings than what would typically exist. Like, normally the customer would come in and just buy one because there's always one there. But if they don't find them for a while and they they come into stock and they buy them all and other customers do this this is kind of like a panic buying it creates a demand for a product that normally wouldn't be that high well the distributors don't see that they just keep seeing these orders coming in for these fittings and so they're telling the manufacturers hey we got a high demand for these fittings right now you better ramp up production so they ramp up production not realizing that it's really not like the big demand that they were expecting but more of just people buying up a supply of them just to make sure that if it does come up in shortage again, that they won't be short themselves. But really, they only wanted one or only needed one, and that's where the demand was at, but yet all of them left the shelf. So I kind of have a feeling that this sort of thing is happening. As the shortages are going through the economy, people are putting in orders and then extra orders to make sure that they don't come up short again, and these producers are seeing all these orders coming in, and they're like, man, how do we fill all this stuff? Well, listen to this. Orders are good. But every factory has a serious and worsening shortage of cash flow. Shipments are being delayed and payments are being deferred. So these producers over in China, they're like, man, look at all these orders coming in. So they produce all this stuff. They put it in the containers and the containers don't go anywhere. They just sit there. But the orders keep coming in because those shipments aren't going out. So as long as the inventory is sitting there and not on the shelves, the orders keep coming in. And these producers are like, well... We can't really produce anymore because if we produce anymore, we're going to run out of cash. And if we run out of cash, we're bankrupt. So what do we do? We have to start curtailing development until those shipments can go out. You see what's happening here? So it goes on like this. There are a lot of orders, but I don't dare accept them. So he says here, now we have an inventory of 80 containers waiting for shipment. I'm running out of funds and under a lot of pressure to pay for my operations like other factories here. So this is happening throughout the entire, you know, well, probably not the entire, but throughout a good section, you know, of the manufacturing portion of, of Chinese, of the Chinese economy. So you think about this, this is like something that is probably happening on a grand scale. And if you kind of related to like lumber, it's very much in the same situation when it comes to the producers. Now, 
Lumber is a lot different because it was actually an oversupply that they have done that's caused the prices to come down. I mean, all these producers of lumber just ramped up production, filled in, you know, the demand and then realized the demand probably wasn't as high as, you know, they had expected it to be because all the lumber yards who kept running up short kept ordering as much as they could to try and fill in that demand. And next thing you know, the demand wasn't as big as everybody thought and the prices come down and everybody's stuck on high expensive lumber. So... This is something that is taking place. Like I said, it's going throughout the entire economy. And I just found this article to be very, very interesting and in how it kind of relates with this bullwhip effect. And I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but let me read on here. But if uh, we, the Chinese factories, can't ship in time and close or out of season, the buyers can easily cancel their orders. Bang, right there. All of a sudden, you realize that all this inventory that has not made it in gets canceled, but it's on its way. Where they're like, man, I don't want that stuff anymore. Like, you know, there was a big demand for it. They changed their mind. Whatever is happening. But it's on its way. It's coming. Now what? Right? Does the prices start to drop so that they can clear out their inventory? What if these guys... I mean, what if the, they got 80 containers? What if, like, you know, even a small percentage of them starts to cancel? They need more cash flow in order to produce more, but these guys are canceling their orders. What's going to, what kind of ripple effect is this going to start taking on the rest of the economy? It's something to watch for. I found this to be a very interesting article. Um, anyway, let's have a discussion about that. Let me open the mail here. Um, so I had this piece of mail that I got last week, and I, in, to be honest, I messed up the video that I was going to do when I opened it and I put it in the glove box because I had to go do something else and I kind of forgot about it. So I'm really sorry about this, uh, GK. Um, I'm sure you know who you are. Uh, right. Oh, wow. UE encloses an inflation an inflation novelty penny from 1974. I found it in my in-laws' house. Very relevant today. I understand your reasoning for not wanting to relocate from where you grew up. I totally get it. I was in a similar situation also. There are, however, places in the U.S. where you can buy a house without buildings and acreage for well under $250,000. The Upper Peninsula of Michigan is one such place. It's also a lumber region and finding a job in your field would be easy. Just a thought. Wish you and your family all the best. Thanks for the videos, GK. Man, that is so right on. And I appreciate, you know, a lot of you know that I'm like in need of finding a place to live. And Astoria is probably one of the hardest places. I don't know. Maybe it's harder in other places. But for me, growing up in this town, having lived here my entire life, having the networking connections that I do, I found it absolutely incredible that I could not find a house to rent. I mean, and still, I'm working on some right now. But to think like it's gone this long, because I have until like a little like the third week of October is when the 90 days on my place is up. And yeah, I mean, anyway. Um, let me show you guys this picture here or show you the uh, penny. Very fun. Look how tiny that little thing is. That is an excellent, excellent piece for the uh, 
for the collection, man. I really appreciate it. Nixon Penny and getting smaller and smaller and smaller. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Links are down in the description. Uneducated Economist. You guys let me know.